0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the P.H. is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very exciting episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan. Thank you, uh, Moa Peach, for being a member for two months. I just saw that in the chat. That's awesome. Um, We uh, we have so much to talk about. Lucian's not ready. He's all over the place. He's not even streaming yet. Sorry, I am crazy. now, but
1: yeah, it
0: was <laughs> it's all a mess. It's all a mess. It's <laughs> k- wow, So much news to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very exciting day. Very exciting mm-hmm. week, I guess. Uh, and I, we all knew that Spelljammer was coming because of the playtest, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's still really cool to see the new art and to just get excited for it. But yes, so Spelljammer is confirmed. It's very, very exciting. Um, we have three new books coming, um, and a whole other slew of things was introduced in this D&D direct, uh, which I wonder if wizards learned their lesson of let's not do live events anymore because they always have problems. They're always bad. People's (laughs) cameras are awful. And instead like, well, let's just do, uh, like a pre-recorded video and we can just premiere that. and And it was a lot better and we got all the information we wanted and it was presented right. very well. I feel so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. That would be D Direct because I don't remember them saying anything else about Direct meaning anything. So they didn't say like that's the next name of the next version. They didn't say that's a name of a live show. So really, it was kind of like I guess a Nintendo Direct would do at this point. I think theirs yeah. are a pre-recorded presentation.
0: I was looking um, it up, but I think I think Nintendo pioneered this format of like yeah. how do we go to... how do we energize the fans for the yeah. for the year kind of a thing mm-hmm. and that's what this is and so it's like hey we're just going to like drop little hints here and there of what we're doing um but to be mm-hmm. honest we still don't know what the december october kind of range book is the Q4 book but right. i'm assuming it's going to be dragonlance cuz that's what they like hinted at at the very end mm-hmm. since this summer is going to be spelljammer um and with the acquisition of Uh, D&D Beyond from uh, Fandom to now Hasbro, I think they're going to lean heavily into that and like those subscriptions and things like that. So we saw a little bit of that with, uh, they said, hey, if you sign up for D&D Beyond or for Wizards, uh, there's a Wizards account that I didn't even know, but apparently your D&D Beyond account is going to merge into that. Yeah. So they're trying to collect email addresses. They want users. They want emails. They want to be able to market to you. And how do you do that? You create free monsters. And so here mm-hmm. are 10 like free Spelljammer monsters, which were really good. I don't know if you got a chance to look at them. Like I have not yet. Yeah, they're really good, and they're super fun. And already I was like, I want to use these. Like The flavor text <laughs> on them are really great. Uh, one of them in particular is an Eldritch Lich, which is a lower CR than a regular Lich but you're a lich that had a parasite grow in you. And that parasite is actually your phylactery and it's got a tie to the old gods and stuff like a uh, uh, Cthulhu kind of beings. And mm-hmm. I was like, I could build a whole campaign around this. Like, this is amazing. So this compendium is free. And I was uh, re- doing a little bit of research and I guess in back in the day, they used to do uh, monster compendiums where you would get uh Basically like a spiral bound notebook and then like they're like here's ten monsters and you would slowly add to this and so I think that the idea is this is going to be sim similar. We're gonna have monster compendium one, two, three, and then maybe by the end you could print all of these and have like a full free monster book. So it'd That's be kinda fun. Cool. Or maybe they won't all be free. That. Who knows? So
1: yeah, I don't remember having a binder of monsters. I must have missed
0: that. I, I think, think that was that yeah. Somebody, well, I I did casual research, I should say. Yeah, um, <laughs> Aj Pickett's in chat. He says the Clockwork Horror that was really good, and the Clockwork Horror mm. is kind of like a a nanotech robot that has chainsaws for hands, and it says that its sole purpose is to find other resources and build more of itself. And so, like, oh, that's wow. another campaign where you're like, you have these replicating robots going everywhere. Um thank you Chivy disciple for the $5 donation. <laughs> Very nice of you. Uh yeah, Tui. It was really cool. So I don't know, are you are you excited? Was it everything you wanted? What's going on? Well, <laughs> definitely
1: excited because it's no longer a joke or a meme, right? Cuz there still could have been that outstanding chance that they were just going to keep keep the long running meme and never do spell jammers, but they finally did it. So we're no longer in joke territory. We're actually going to get it. I find it was super interesting they did it in a three box three book slip yeah. case set, which is kind of cool, but that does kind of go into what Ray was saying. We're exploring more ways to do content, not just yeah. a book but other ways. So box sets we were one of the things we had guessed about, but even some other things there we're starting to see too. so maybe the way that they're you know releasing 10 monsters, that's another way. That's another style of content they can release that isn't just the book that they put out, right? Um, and now that they own D and D Beyond, that's another thing they can put stuff out, and you know, that's content that's not a book mm-hmm. um, that they can put out. In that, it doesn't have to necessarily be just from the published books. Now they could they could do a whole series of stuff that just maybe gets released on D and D Beyond to really entice people yeah. to use D and D Beyond, not just as a I need to buy it as a second electronic format of the book i already bought and but all other kinds of cool stuff too so yeah i thought that was cool um the artwork looked good
0: i mean and, they're always knocking it out of the park with art like i think yeah if anything wizards has that down to a science with magic the yeah. gathering and
1: they stuff mentioned the point. races we wanted like there was i mean i saw what was it the thrykine the plasmoid was in there the yep. the gif gif GIF, yeah. GIF, I say GIF, uh, but some GIF, people say GIF. Right. GIF. <laughs> or, I like how they made that joke. My name is joke, Which was, good. So. Um, was there a, a gnome, auto gnome? autonome? gnome is, is a mechanical one?
0: constructed gnome. There you yeah, go. And then the and was... doozy are flying monkey people. Yeah, flying um, monkey
1: people. It might have been six, though. I think I might be missing one. But Chad, I don't know. Um, I thought those were all cool. Those all sound super. I've been wanting to play a plasmoid, yeah, basically a slime style character for so so long. We talked about it. I don't know in so many different shows, and we thought we should just put one out, <laughs> DM's Guild or something, because it was such a cool idea that I. Well, know you know, people when people I
0: was like making, it. um, when I was actively writing module D six, the RPG mm-hmm. I was trying to do, uh you you had a really good question where you're just like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna right off the get go before I even read your rules I'm gonna tell you what I want to play and you tell me if I can make it in your game and I was like okay and <laughs> yeah. you said I want to be a shape changing like goo and I'm like you can't but now I have to come up with that so that's kind of <laughs> yeah. it's pretty interesting
1: yeah. I want to yeah because I wanted it to be like this amoeba but fit in
0: clothes. Yeah, makes and that's exactly and what does we got. Stuff. So. Yeah, 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 that's so good. <laughs> you could like shape change, but you still um, look it. like a news. You're not like a, an Odo yeah. from Star Trek yeah. or something. Oh,
1: yeah, and maybe you can hold it just long enough to do like a facial expression or you could mimic oh, yeah. somebody for a second, but then you go back to your well, you noosiness. Know, that's all craziness. flavor too, so yeah. That'd, that'd be cool. Totally yeah,
0: yeah. Come up so that.
1: yeah, that just that alone had me excited. So I'm excited for this. This this is a definite buy for me. Um, I think people – I didn't see a price there – But I know on chat that was one of the first things people were talking about when the show got over was people are trying to find prices. I don't know. Seventy dollars
0: on Amazon. That's 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 Um, Which makes me think it's gonna be like ninety but in stores, but I don't I don't know. I wonder if it's on their website actually. And I know
1: maybe one of the comments you made, and I don't know if your research brought this up yet or if somebody in chat will be able to answer, did they ever indicate or have they indicated after the show, maybe through Twitter or something, that you'll be able to get the books individually or it's only going to be sold as the yeah, set. You're so only I, going to do it as a three.
0: I don't know. Uh, and and that's yeah. actually what I wanted to bring it up because so it's going to be three books. It's a box set with a dungeon master screen. Um, mm-hmm. So this really does feel like a, Hey, do you want to play in this world? Here's the way to okay. do mm-hmm. it. Here's the dungeon master screen. Here's the monsters. Here's everything else. Um, as opposed to previous editions, like when Eberron came out, there was an Eberron um, Dungeon Master screen, but you had to buy it separate. And so I, I like that this is kind of like if I want to do this, I'm I'm all in in a way. Uh, but customers like the ability to pick and choose. And you're right, if I'm if I'm a player and I just want to pick up like the new player options, can I buy just one of the books? Mm-hmm. So the three books in this slipcover case are each 64 pages long. Uh very I think the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide is like 89 pages long. So yeah, that was a bit like much for something. like and so we have 3 of these, but yeah. in perspective, the 5th edition Dungeon Master's Guide is 320 pages. Right. Like this easily could have been one book. Like they they very purposely split it up. Mm-hmm. And so by splitting it up, it makes me think that they will sell it individually as at some point maybe the beginning is just uh you can only get it as a box set and then Mm -hmm. six months down the line we'll sell it individually i'm not really sure but yeah i thought that was curious because i'm like this could have been one book guys like you didn't have to do this (laughs) like you didn't like eberron had well eberron's adventure is really short but like eberron had monster adventure settings and new class options and you know theros had Monster settings, new class options. So, like, mm-hmm. why is this one? Why why go in this direction? Uh, but I was talking with Lex, actually, of all people, and we were commenting on the old-school essentials Kickstarter that finished recently, mm-hmm. and they split up all of their books. So here's just the druid spells, and here's just the fighter options, and here's monsters, and here's equipment, and here's this. Uh, And it's purposely done for that so that you can take those books and be like, oh, like, I have the book right now because I'm looking up, like, I don't know, drow. But, oh, you need the spells? It's actually this book. And you can hand it to people. And so it's more user-friendly at a table. Part of me thought maybe that was it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can see that.
1: Be able to show the monsters or, you know, like, people could just see the, the artwork while you still have yeah, the i or, The or adventure's not... still behind oh. the, the screen part. I think they're
0: right. underestimating how much uh, desk space I have when I play the game. That could be. <laughs> uh, because I like the idea of having two or three books open so I can reference everything, but I do not have that much space on my table, so uh, right. it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited. Like I, I think this is really cool. Uh, there are some major changes they're making to Spelljammer to make it fit in with 5e and their cosmology. Um, for mm-hmm. those of you who know, to eSpelljammer, everything was crystal spheres, which are these giant bubbles floating in this weird, uh, flammable uh, substance called the phlogiston. And uh, I guess Chris Perkins said that they're, they got rid of the phlogiston. They're like, we just got <laughs> rid of it. Like, there's no reason to have it. It doesn't fit in our current um, astral plane wow. kind of uh, cosmology that they've created for 5e so they're not doing that and instead you're going to sail through the astral plane um, and that seems fine to me and it also opens up some astral plane kind of uh, places to go like the dead god that they hinted at uh, yeah. that is an astral plane thing where the githyanki live on this ancient dead god and have created like a whole society there and I thought that was kind of cool so I'm excited for that because it just means we get more interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe space travel is less about uh, distance and planets and things like that, but more about the journey, which is, I'm all for that. It's not necessarily like, oh, well, to get there, it's going to be, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So I I think this will be, I, I'm excited at what they're doing with it. And if you don't like the rules, then go ahead and use the old 2E rules. Nobody's stopping you for that. So Right. <laughs> like, it's completely fine. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like 64 pages is really short. And, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that, that, uh, Light of Zarius, which is the adventure, mm-hmm. this is interesting. It's an adventure of 12 episodes. Um, so it sounds like it's going to be 12 or 13 ish sessions. Cause an episode from what Chris Perkins was saying was going to be like two to four hours of gameplay. Right, right. Um, And it's going to have a cliffhanger. Yeah, and so it feels like it's going to be one of those, uh, like, serialized TV shows. Like, at the Mm -hmm. end of every Doctor Who, like, is he going to survive? And then we find out in the next episode that he's fine. Uh, But the level range is 5 to 18. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I haven't seen, aside from Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which I kind of don't count because it's not really... I don't know. Maybe I guess I should count it. That one goes to 20, but we, we haven't seen, uh, an adventure go above, uh, 15 in a long time. Right. I want to say the average and is starting like at five is good too, because yeah. a lot
1: of people like to start their campaigns right about that. spot. Yeah. Some people have been, you know, I've seen, and have been a part of many campaigns that skip over one through three to get, if you're not, their characters yeah. and...
0: if you're not, um, a new player, I, I, like veteran players I always want to start at level 5 because I like that's where that's where things click and it's more fun for me. Right. So, I like <laughs> level 5. Uh but along with that they're going to release a um intro adventure for free. This is again mm-hmm. another way of getting you to sign up for D&D Beyond, which I think like most everybody I know already is, so it's like whatever. Uh but I like <laughs> free stuff. And so a free adventure that intros people to the world of Spelljammer and probably does the 1 to 5 really easy so that you can then buy the box set and keep playing, is the idea. Yeah. So. Well, and it's
1: spelled Jammer, so it's not like it's, um, it's a campaign about traveling distances. So I could see why that might be less than, hey, we're building a whole new world and we have to tell you about the whole new world you're going to visit. Because they're not really doing that. This is more a book about traveling to different worlds, right? And all the rules in there and the things that they're going to have contained in it is more about getting between them. They didn't say like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to mention in that book, five new worlds that you can
0: play on or anything like that. They didn't give us. any. Oh indication. yeah. No, but this will set up the multiverse idea. So I, I think so, now, yeah. um, using the spelljammer rules and the astral, I was about to say astral C, but that was a four E3, the astral plane being the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll be able to visit Eberron and you'll be able to visit uh, the Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance, which is coming up. So Crin will be available and stuff like that. I don't know how detailed they're going to make everything. Like, you talk about like, okay, this is 64 pages <laughs> for the entire Spelljam campaign setting. Well, I just finished a video on the Dragonlance solar system and that supplements like 100 pages from e mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like like how much information could you have on each planet in Crin space or realm space yeah. or, you know, Eberron has no planets. It's just Eberron, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm curious. I'm curious how they're going to handle suns. Uh, yeah. They did say in the book that uh, you're going to get a double sided poster map of rock of brawl, which is rock of brawl was a um, giant asteroid that has a city on it. And it was kind of like, a a hub to go to, uh, with that was unique to the world of Spelljammer. So it sounds like Rock of Brawl will be kind of like your a potential home base, and I bet you'll get a lot of information about that city. But I don't think you're going right to get a lot right. of information on the Forgotten Realms. You're no, not going to get a lot of information on Eberron. Like yeah. you're kind of expected to go buy that book, and then you can fly to Eberron, and you know, or you can fly to wherever you want. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I wonder if that's why it is
1: smaller than the others because. It, the only way to make it bigger is to start adding in campaign information or world information. But if they're going to do that in a campaign book that they release, or they yeah, should to go to like, I, before, I wonder Dragonlance and there's no reason to put book. that in. Yeah. There's no reason to put that in the spell yeah. genre. So maybe the whole point was to keep that small, knowing that when you as a DM are going to pick the worlds, you're going to mm-hmm. run your campaign on, you would be using the books from those campaign worlds for the meat of the campaign world or the planet or the, you know, the, the stuff that's going on there. I think it's interesting. I love it. I'm glad we're getting it. Um, I'm sure we must have like ship rules and ship combat rules. And it sounds like there's it. some better ones or different ones or newer ones. Maybe they'll talk about, are there um, logistics to running ships, you know, or does there stuff. You I would love to see of, like, okay, if you you're,
0: know? if you're in charge of the spell jamming helm, like you're in charge of propulsion, but then I want to say like, like you're the, you're the Jordy of engineering, uh. But then we need a captain to actually like steer and give orders or something like that. Right. You need weapons. Like I, wanna, I want yeah. a. I want yeah. Us. I want to be able to assign a bridge crew crew to my players. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to yeah. do. You know. Yep. So, be very interesting. This a fit so
1: good into <clears throat> in Coville's when he did his, um, the chain campaign. He started it out with them escaping a city. They got on a ship that was basically a spell jamming ship that mm-hmm. bumped into a mind flayer spell jamming ship and they had to board it and fight. And I was like, that's so cool. That's that's the kind of d I remember and love. You know, like, that's the cool thing. And then just the idea of Bri having the different types of ships that you could run into. You could run into a an orc ship. You could run into a mind flayer ship. Yeah. You could run into a gith ship. You could run into, you know, a... Um, Elves you know, and gnomes that's and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the sixth one. Space elves, right? <laughs> there was, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Space you know elves were the astral yeah. elves. Astral elves. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, I wonder so, how they'll cool. be different. But, yeah, the, the elven armada is huge in Spelljammer. Like, they, they have a yeah. – they're very militaristic, which is not, like, necessarily I'm going to conquer every world. But, like, they have mm-hmm. they have a – they're called the armada for a reason. Like, they have all of the power. Mm-hmm. Um. And just hazards. Yeah. Yeah, like, Maybe there was, like, a, a mimic through... asteroid that, yeah, like, it stuff. looks like an asteroid, but it's actually, like, a giant yeah, creature that comes to life and eats you, and I was like, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very cool. The monsters look really cool. Uh, I am I mean, I'm super excited, and I was talking to Harlan cool. from, oh, he yeah. runs the Spelljammer campaign setting better, or Spelljamming live play called Better Than Heroes, um, mm-hmm. and I was a guest on it. I played a Githyanki warlock. It was fun. But uh, he was like, what? And so I was just like, man, people, you need to start listening to Better Than Heroes right now so you can get your jammer fix in before August hits. And, yeah. and he was thankful for the publicity, but it's a really good podcast. He has some mm-hmm. uh, funny comedians that he is doing the uh, Better Than Heroes podcast with, which is arguably I'm going to. I love my friends, but it's arguably better than just like I'm going to get my best friends together and record a podcast. Like these are like people who are kind of trained to be funny, and uh, they're yeah, also so. <laughs> friends, and they do a good job. It's one of the reasons I think Critical Role does such a good job. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they're also sure. trained entertainers. They're entertainers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I don't know much about the Light of Zarius. I mean, we don't know anything really. But uh, three books, sixty-four pages, seventy dollars. I'm game. Yeah. The um, Have you seen the the Hydro sixty-four alternate art?
1: No, I'll have to look that up. Uh, sure.
0: Very cool. Uh, the One of them is a gifts, a gift's face, so the hippo face. Mm-hmm. Um, and the monster one is the giant space hamster, which we saw a oh, yeah. preview of a long time yeah. ago. It was like a rough sketch of the Hydro 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget the last one. I don't remember. Ooh, but they're I all the same covers. kind of, like the Icewind Dale book. Like all yeah. the Hydro covers kind of look the same. Uh, yeah. Or they have that same style, which is a really cool yeah. style. So. Very cool. So
1: we got that announcement. Um, they announced like uh, more figs and stuff from WizKids. So that that made sense that they were going to, you know, put out figures and figurines and things that you can buy pre-painted. The ones that we've been seeing that they've been putting out, um, what do they call them? Legends of the Hidden Temple? Legends of Fr- – I think that – or the icons of something. They're like a name for the mini line, and then they put out the icons of yeah, the something. Yeah, Spelljammer
0: icons or something like yeah. that. It's the Spelljammer line for WizKids, yeah. yeah. So, and they had monstrous big ones. They were the <laughs> the Astral they were, Dreadnought looked yeah, so there cool. There you go. They um, had a lot of uh, ships, too. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with, like, DM In Nathan. a different scale. Well, that was the thing, is I was talking yeah. to DM Nathan, and, and he was like, I want, like, a big ship. And I was <laughs> like, I – I wonder, and he's like, yeah, I think they're going to be like small so that you can have your like tactical grid stuff. And I was like, I bet. And WizKids made, uh, back when WizKids was still sending me minis, uh, Mm. I think they stopped because I didn't really know how to review them. And I don't have a Mm -hmm. YouTube channel that reviews minis. So they were like, well, we're not going to send you anymore. But they sent me a bunch of Pathfinder minis that were little ships like that. Or sorry, Starfinder minis that Mm -hmm. were those little ships that you can then use those ships on your hex grid and actually like have a combat. Um that could be cool. I don't know. We'll see. But like the I like the idea of having my big ship, you know, run up against another and we can actually have people jumping between ship to ship to try to take over and a big Yeah, fight I bet they I be bet cool.
1: somebody somewhere makes some of the big ones where you can actually move your minis around yeah. or Well, there's some wooden ones.
0: Like I have a wooden yeah. um water ship mm-hmm. and Wizards made WizKids actually made that big galleon ship that you could use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I mean, we all want like a big nautiloid kind of tentacle yeah, ship. Like yeah. that would be cool. <laughs> uh but the Astral Dreadnought, I think that's their big fancy one for the set, and it it's gotta be like two hundred dollars, I bet. It looks so big. All, and all cool. of those things seem pretty expensive. Um but <laughs> a lot of them look really neat. Uh gosh, I want that set so bad. I'm not a mini person until I start seeing all of the the specific ones. Like when the Eberron mm-hmm. ones came out, I was like, Oh, I want those or Ah, uh, so cool. But expensive Just to be able to hobby put them out on your table. Expensive <laughs> hobby. Yeah. And then um, they, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yep.
1: Well, it was like they were they were adding lots of different products or lots of things. Something I didn't realize they were going to announce, um, you know, the movie. I didn't I had no idea they were going to even talk anything about the movie. And not that they really gave us a ton of stuff, but even to bring it up and really confirm, I mean, we've kind of heard it through articles and tweets and websites, but I've they've never put it out on their page, I thought, that there's a movie, right?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think Wizards has directly talked about it. Just through interviews and stuff, we knew about it. But this was
1: actually a presentation of... Mostly
0: from my, talking. my like, Hollywood news feeds I was hearing about right. the D&D movie. Uh, not from Wizards directly, but they they did rap filming. Chris Pine's mm. in it. Michelle Rodriguez is in it. Uh, they have... They've finished filming... Um, and so it's in post-production, which can take a while if you're doing a lot of green screen. Um, I really love those directors and writers, uh, John Francis Daly specifically. He he knows about the hobby and makes really good movies in general. So I'm, I'm confident yeah, I'm that it's going to be cool, uh, especially with him. Um, and then they did a teaser trailer, which really was just to show the title of the movie, which is yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves uh an interview i read later from john francis daly he did say it's set on the sword coast so it's in the forgotten realms oh, yes. um and yeah. its release date is like may 2023 so they want it to be a summer blockbuster um and that's next year and that's, that's next that's year. that's way quicker so. than i
1: thought yeah crazy maybe we'll start to see trailers and stuff if they've if they've finished filming that's when they start to probably cut that stuff to start sending that kind of thing out. So that's interesting. I'm interested to see. Now, it's obvious that I wouldn't have super high hopes. That's what I would tell everybody because we know Dungeons & Dragons movies have let us down in the past, not being very quality. So don't put your bar so high for this one that when you do go see it, it just can't even make your bar. Maybe set your bar really
0: low so that if it is good or even
1: really good it's just going to surpass yeah. that. that's well bad. and those
0: movies were bad <laughs> because the the company that owned the oh. license for D movies was not a good movie company like it's not mm-hmm. like they were paramount where they made really good movies and really bad movies like that company yeah. only made bad movies um and so that's why i have high hopes because john francis daly is uh he's a nerd and he's like really cool and mm-hmm. i and he's also a very talented writer and director and i think. Uh, him and his his uh, uh work partner, I forget the other director writer name, but the yeah. two of them together, like I don't know, it's it's like uh like the Russo brothers really love Marvel, I, yeah, and yeah. you know they 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 were given a shot with Winter Soldier, and they made the best Marvel movie mm-hmm. <laughs> in my like that's my favorite Winter Soldier, like I love Winter so my favorite, yeah, that they they know the formula of we just need to make a movie involving these characters and not try to reinvent a genre. Like I have to make a superhero movie. Well, superhero Mm -hmm. isn't really the genre you think it is. Instead, you're going to make a really cool spy movie using Captain America, (laughs) you know? And it's like, Oh, okay. Like that sounds kind of fun. Uh, I'm going to make a, a heist movie, a comedy heist movie using Ant-Man. Like they're kind of figuring out what they're doing with that. So I have high hopes, but again, if you don't want to get your hopes up, uh, don't be like me. That's fine. Yeah. Don't, I'm just saying, don't set your expectations so high that you,
1: you get disappointed. Like keep it low. And if it's good, you're just gonna be like, yes, it
0: was good. Cool. I'm not <laughs> mad. <laughs> it's uh, they not teased, Oscar worthy. <laughs> they tease Dragonlance, uh, with a setting book and a board game. Um, I don't know anything about the board game. Uh, the setting was literally just the word Dragonlance, so we'll we'll see where that comes from. Yeah, I think and, they they said actually later on that it's going to take place during a certain war. Uh, that if you've read the novels, you understand what that means. But I have only read one Dragonlance novel, so I was unfamiliar with if that's cool or not.
1: But yeah, and and board game may not even be the right definition for it. They showed a box with a, a artwork on it, but it also could contain, because I, I know I saw somewhere else on Twitter where they talked about it might have rules for armies to fight or large units of things mm. to fight each other. So maybe that's like a box set of battle rules or something like, you know, um, kingdoms and warfare kind of stuff that you would have got from Covil. Um, so maybe they're building some type of army fight system that you can also then plug in your D&D characters. Well, and, and I was
0: wondering oh. if it's you could plug in your miniatures. Yeah. You know, I'm because probably, if yeah. they're like, "Hey, if you buy this mini, we have corresponding stats to this mini," mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we're we're playing uh, Warhammer, but <laughs> yeah, but, it's but their Warhammer's version, popular, and, why not? and yeah, so why, yeah, not? why not? Like,
1: <laughs> um, so that's interesting. That was the surprise for me. I always thought they weren't going to touch Dragonlance, but I was wrong. They uh, they continued to do it. They're making products on it, even if they had you know a a i don't know an argument a fight a disagreement with the original authors before it gets worked out you know that because if if the authors don't say or put up a fight i guess at that point or or complain that book series just goes away they just basically cancel it right i mean they're just like we don't really want you to write any more books so i just find it's interesting that it's all changed you know that they are going to put out books for it and they are going to
0: well, I think that's to also hype up the the setting and the board game and everything else. Like, they have that. So, uh, but you're right. Like, Wizards of the Coast owns all of Dragonlance. Like, but that's the same thing with, you know, Dritz. And they want R.A. Salvatore to write more Forgotten Realms, you know, Dritz. Right. But books. they told those authors, like, we're not going to approve your scripts anymore. That's a clear sign of
1: saying we don't want you to write.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this before and you don't understand yeah. what actually happened. Like you keep oh. thinking that they were like, "Hey, we've got a book and then Wizards forbid them to publish that book." No, and- that's not what I thought. Oh, okay. Well, no,
1: they co- the complaint was they were sending in the revisions and the writings and Wizards was saying we're not we're not going to do any of the revisions
0: or writing. We're not releasing the book. Correct. So we're so- not going to they hired yeah. those people to write another Dragonlance novel, or three of them. Three, and then they sent in the first drafts. And Wizards was using a loophole to say you're not uh, doing X, Y, and Z, so we're canceling the project. And it was kind of a way, from my understanding, of like getting out of paying them but still having the rough draft. And the way I interpreted it is that they were going to – because they said, like, you – the complaint was is that the Hickmans did not live up to their end of the contract because they didn't do the revisions or something like that, from my understanding. And so then the Hickmans, like, sued and were like, hey, Hasbro, like, you can't do that because we did live up to it. You didn't give us enough time to do X, Y, and Z. And then they settled out of court and we don't know what happened. But the books are coming out, so – (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't think that's exactly right, but okay. I, I'm going to look that up again. <laughs>
0: we can look it up because that, it that,
1: that implies had their plan gone to fruition that somebody at wizards and wizards, the board and wizards, the people said, we're going to use a loophole that we found and we're not going to pay a couple of authors, but yet we're going to get their settings and we're going to release their books. And that was their plan thinking the Hickman's will never
0: complain that's the plan? Uh that's the lawyer loophole that lawyers come up with. That's and not so that like wizard people. Work. That's a lawyer. That's a lawyer <laughs> yeah. doing lawyer crap that nobody likes lawyers. There's a reason. <laughs> So <laughs> I
1: just find that weird that they would, le- I, I don't know. I think I want to look that up again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Look it up. I
0: mean, I, I will fully admit if I'm wrong, uh, because it was, and could, it was unclear because I everything could. was closed deals behind a back door. Yeah, we don't actually, that's know. true. And if they settle out, I think they can
1: keep it private. They don't necessarily. Oh,
0: and care. that, that's what happened. They just said yeah. we settled. They never went to court. So it was like, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think Ted did an interview with the Hickmans. So, uh, you can go to his channel and look, but I don't know if I'm they actually were allowed to talk about that or if they were just like, we want to talk about the world and stuff like that. So um, cool. a couple of other little license things that came out were uh, campaign cases that contain terrain and monster tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, I mean, this is kind of cool. The, the idea is like, it's got a handle and stuff, but the idea is that I can take this on the go. And mm-hmm. instead of lugging around a ton of miniatures, I have uh, like stickers that I can, reusable stickers that I can put mm-hmm. on little tokens. And then these tokens can be our monsters at the table. Um, yeah. Not a bad idea. I don't know how great the, idea. the stickers will, how reusable they are. Um, I'm curious about the quality of this, but uh, it is the D&D 5e art on there. So you look at it and you're like, that's a kobold. I know that's a I know that's a goblin. I know that's a screaming flame skull. Like, I know that. Um, And then they came out with some terrain, which is not a large foldable map, but rather individual tiles. Um, And again, it has that same texture quality or whatever, where you can slap these stickers on them, reusable stickers, to Mm -hmm. make like a fire pit or a cavern or something like that um these were getting a lot of flack in my circles because people were like well i don't like that i want to draw i want to do this and i think you can probably dry erase draw on these i could be wrong
1: wow i would think it'd be a great in my mind i'm thinking this is a perfect kind of i'm going to conventions or i'm going to an event i don't want to bring five cases like you can't bring all your cases of you know, miniatures on the airplane because we want to play a campaign in the hotel. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But you could bring something like this that would be a nice portable, easy to use, could play games. Maybe you don't use it for all of your gaming stuff, but you would be great for convention play or like an event play kind of thing. So I I also like the
0: idea that it's modular little tiles. So I can build the dungeon as I go, as opposed to... Uh, oh, do you like? Do you want to explore over there? I'll then put another tile down. So you're, you're not trying to hide the whole thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I draw the whole map, and then I feel like I'm, I'm covering it up with books and stuff so that the players don't know. But they right, know because they can see, like something's under there. So this could be a cool idea of doing that. But lately, we've been doing 3D terrain with Dungeon Dwarven Forge and Whiz Kids. <laughs> uh, so. Not the product for me necessarily, but sure. I could see it being, I, I think it's a fine product. Like, And, and it reminds and I like... me, I used a little bit of those, uh, those, those RPG, those D&D 4E games that came out. There was like The Legend of Dritz and Castle Ravenloft. And mm-hmm. those came with minis, but they also came with tiles. And the idea of that game is that you would shuffle the tiles. And then when I would go to a new tile in the game, you would pick a random one and build a random map. And so, in this way, you could kind of do the same thing. Like you could draw on them and and put stickers on them or something. And yeah, yeah. Well, I also like the idea. To me, it's kind of a.
1: I if this, I don't know if this is how they thought of it, but like I like the idea that you have expensive way to play, medium spending money way to play, spend less money to play. Kind of like you have different options. You're not just stuck with. Oh, I want to do. You know, I want to play at the table with miniatures, so I have to go buy. You know, 3D terrain, like you're talking about, like Forgecraft stuff. That stuff's super expensive. But if I have a map that has photorealistic stuff on it, that's another way. Or I could just put out, going cheaper is, here's your spreadsheet or your um, graph paper, and you just draw on it, right? So you you have every option available to you based
0: on what you think your, your budget is for the yeah. game that you want to play. So no, I think that's kind of cool options. These monster tokens, great for... any fantasy rpg honestly and i would love to use these for adventure league or um, when i run games at the store for dungeon crawl classics go ahead and take a drink uh these are also like a great option so i think think that's cool we'll see we'll see i'm sure lots of people will get them there will be reviews of like oh it's worth it it's not worth it so yeah sure um and i that oh and then there was a new starter box set well, it's uh, yeah. the one we've talked about yeah. it's the one
1: we've seen the picture of but it was an official like that was the first time i saw it officially and they did mention
0: like it's different than the other one um, it's more streamlined i think they're they're learning like yeah. this is a better intro to D. Yeah. so we'll see yeah. Uh, yeah oh i know another big
1: announcement we didn't write it in our notes but i know it's a big push they were making about making books in different languages and releasing them in, in different countries so which i showed, was surprised like, four or five. they were yeah. like
0: hey we're finally releasing this like six-year-old book in french and i'm like you haven't done that yet like that that feels weird like french is a very popular language in canada and france obviously so like i would (laughs) think that you would have but okay maybe not so yeah i don't know how difficult it is to translate a book especially rules because you have to make sure that the rules translate the idea across—that's uh, got to be difficult. Wordings yeah. probably very difficult for that. Yeah.
1: Imagine Mordecai's tome of foes, and then when you read that in German, you read that in Fran- French. It was—it was interesting to see how that was. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: that. So I still, I want cool. to get uh, Japanese versions of all the 5e yeah, books. I think that would cool. be a lot of fun. Just to have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just want them. <laughs> I just think they're cool. Like the con- those characters, that yeah. style. Yeah, of, yeah. Like, the yeah. kanji on it, and you got a big dragon, and it's like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons! <laughs> like, yes! I don't think that's so exciting. I love it. So I think that's all that they
1: announced. I feel like right after that was done, I thought Ray in tweeting said there's still one more announce coming, but I didn't know if he if he had posted that tweet in the middle of the show was going on and he was referencing Dragonlance at the end because they really put that piece right at the very end. Mm-hmm. Or if he had posted that tweet, I, I didn't see the timing on it. I only read it about an hour later when I was looking at stuff. And he said there's still one more announcement coming. So I don't know if that was during the show he said that or if there is actually another,
0: another announcement yeah. coming. He did say we that see... Spelljammer was one of the three classic settings that he was talking about. Yeah. So I'm assuming Dragonlance, Dragonlance is the is other two. of two of the three. So what is the third? I'm not sure. Mm. But... So
1: here's my question to Jordan. We talked about everything we did see. What surprised you that we didn't see? Like they didn't announce or, you, or they mm. didn't give us or they...
0: Oh, I guess like a, a virtual tabletop with D&D Beyond for some reason I was thinking that that was like, Hey, we acquired this and guess what? You're now going to be able to Here's something like you're going to be able to have your minis on D and D beyond because we're going to have a, a VTT mm-hmm. integrated with it specifically. Uh, right. and I still believe that's coming. Like that's the very logical choice for D and D beyond is to, mm-hmm. to not have you leave their site to go to roll 20, um, or to go to whatever, you know, they, why not just keep it all there? Uh, but maybe it's just not ready yet, or maybe they're saving that for later, or I don't know. Maybe yeah, like lots of things could be. Happening or next, there. maybe they're buying roll twenty and they'll roll that into d and uh, yeah. On, well, and then you've got the full, you got the full gambit. <laughs> I, we we were talking about that, uh, like Lex and I and some other people, but like yeah. do you, I don't think roll twenty wants to sell. And, they might not. But... And Wizards doesn't want to own, or they don't want to support a VTT for non D and D role playing games. Now, that I think is true. Let's talk about this. I was curious because I'm like, well, Wizards of the Coast bought, or Hasbro bought D and D Beyond. Mm-hmm. Did they get, um, did they D- get Cortex and Dragon Prince? There you go, guys. We were talking about this. I wondered. and I was like, I ah, no, wait, because that was kind of wrapped into the whole thing. I thought, That's uh, what D and D Beyond was going to do. Next I literally down. got an advertisement that was like check out cortex by dragon prince uh built by fandom blah 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 so that was left out they only got oh fandom didn't they give got it up. DD beyond um i think the majority of those coders and programmers they got as well but they also uh but yeah part of the contract was like oh well yeah and i, I can only think of wizards of the coast saying i don't want cortex like i have my own game designers like i don't want to buy your system like if we're going to build a dragon prince game i'm going to use my in-house game architects i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna go to you uh or i'm not gonna buy that so uh i'm curious really like but yeah so apparently fandom still owns cortex uh and they still own uh the dragon prince or they have that dragon prince ip we'll see where that goes so yeah very interesting Um, So that was the only thing that you...
1: So you thought you would see a VTT supplement or uh, advertisement or tie-in?
0: Yeah. Well, I just thought that there would be a a virtual tabletop. I remember Roll20 said that they had like an announcement too, but I didn't hear it. But I assume it's just we're getting Spelljammer books for Roll20 now.
1: I'm totally surprised we've not seen a Magic the Gathering tie-in book. I thought we would see one or it would be announced by now because we feel like we've been getting one, one a year.
0: Yeah. And we have... But Strixhaven, when did that come out? November. Um, it makes more sense that they're going to hype up Spelljammer for the summer, and then maybe there will be a Magic the Gathering tie-in. Yeah, uh, yeah, it still in could December, come. Again. But that's kind of what so. I didn't
1: in the place of where I thought Dragonlance was is I thought that's oh. where they were going to do the 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 announcement of like the the Magic the Gathering tie-in. Um, I'm surprised it was a box set. I kind of thought we would get another. I really f- I guess we did in the box set because there's there's monsters there. But I, I kept thinking we were due for a monster book.
0: So I kept thinking they were gonna maybe well, announce and I another type the... of Morton Yeah. If you if you have, or... have to well remember the multiverse Morden multiverse monsters mm-hmm. or whatever that book is called. <laughs> it's not out yet. It's gonna be out next month, I think, but Yeah. Um that's coming out. Or it's right. already released with the box set, but and that's old monsters becoming new monsters and things like that but uh also with this monster compendium and releasing digital monsters online i don't i don't think they need to and there's so many yeah. other companies making monster books now too that i mean colville's monster book is at over a million dollars and so
1: it makes sense now that you say all that but we didn't know about the compendium we didn't know about all of those things when they were getting ready for oh yeah yeah this so show if you're yeah if you're surprised yeah. that you
0: didn't see that but i, I guess i'm trying to I'm, yeah, say that's like, what i'm saying now it makes hindsight sense. <laughs> i understand why for <laughs> yeah
1: sure. yeah uh I, so that was the only other thing i could think of because i couldn't think i didn't think we were due or getting ready or they were going to announce like a whole nother book of subclasses um but i felt like maybe a monster book or a setting book that was tie-in I really thought Spelljammer was getting announced so that I'm yeah. glad I was right that, but um, that was probably the only thing I did. And I'm, oh, they did announce a live show that's playing on the YouTube and the Twitch. Yeah. D and D's Twitch.
0: So with some, yeah.
1: you know, celebrities that you've seen that are quite normally tied to Dungeons and Yeah.
0: This was interesting because I think they, they, they leaned heavily towards let's get streamer celebrities, mm-hmm. not movie celebrities. So it's like you know Patton Oswalt. I love Patton Oswalt, but it's like let's put him in a game, and <laughs> he doesn't. He fits very well, but he's also just he's Patton Oswalt. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not the same uh, mentality, or like Jack Black. You know they they were getting these celebrities yeah. that are uh, Kevin Smith who are willing to play D and D, but though I feel like those never really worked out how they wanted. So now they're like you know Deborah Ann Wool. Let's get her. Uh, it's. Brendan or Brandon, he's the college humor guy that he's apparently his yeah. podcast is blowing up, so they have him um Abria I think is on there, right was yeah, there, yeah, so they're getting the people that are popular, Jenny huh Jenny oh Ginny D, that's right, that's yeah, right, yeah I saw yeah, I remember I saw her picture, that's really cool, and after her big uh like her being jester with jester on uh critical role i was like okay yeah you're in you're in the super limelight now you're probably gonna get offered a lot of stuff so uh that's really cool Very will nice. be fun so that, that was the other show so they announced mm-hmm. that um and then that was it i felt like it was shorter than i thought it was gonna be yeah i mean those those streaming events were always like Three hours, if not more. And yeah. This was just like a forty-five minute kind of concise trailer. But I liked yeah. it more because I got the information I wanted without having to listen about cookbooks. Right. So right, but we like, I don't care about cookbooks.
1: Getting like a <laughs> whole weekend of stuff. Like they're doing, they set up an event. Yeah, where they're going to announce stuff, but they're also doing live games all day, and then shows, and then mm-hmm. events, and then it, it, a concert. And you know, like it was like, it was like a three-day event for them, and this was down to.
0: Was it an hour? Was it? I don't even think it was an hour. No, I think it was like, yeah, 40, 50 minutes. But it was straight yeah, up a. Just done. It was a. No direct, mention of a this live This is the Nintendo show. way of
1: things now. Or yeah, like, no yeah. mention of we're going to be at Gen Con, come see us. No nope. mention of we have our own convention. You guys should all get buy tickets and come in. None of that kind of stuff. Nope. So I wonder but if are not.
0: PAX doing... is happening, and they are at PAX. Yeah. So. Yeah. PAX Well, is they do too. go to other ones,
1: but they also have been a company who's, I think, I thought was maybe thinking about doing their own big convention, have everybody come to them. Um, Like PaizoCon does uh, their own convention. I think even DCC might have its own convention, or or Goodman Games might even run its own convention.
0: No, they don't. Are you sure? I'm very sure. You're very sure. Um, (laughs) But uh, I know Hasbro tried to do HasbroCon. It wasn't called that, but there was only one of them ever and it didn't do well enough, and so they never did it again. Uh, but I think D&D is at a point now where if they don't label it Hasbro Con, and they just label it, like, Dungeons & Dragons Con, and then sneak other Hasbro stuff in there because Hasbro owns it, like, oh, they not? should do that. Um I, I don't know where you heard that because I haven't heard that they're doing any kind of a convention like they're they're just like no I thought they would with, oh okay yeah yeah I thought they but where's would the because... rumor for
1: that like why did you think no, that? no 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 because they're not going to some of the bigger ones and I thought maybe that's because and they have made their own kind of events but they were for people who could buy you know it was only for a couple hundred people I could get enough tickets and then that was it there's yeah. there's nothing that says they couldn't have done a convention that would have sold a thousand tickets and there would have mm-hmm. been 10,000 tickets or whatever. So I kind of thought they were leaning towards that. We'll do our own. We don't need to go to other people's people will come to us. is kind of the way I was thinking of it, because they stopped going to gen cons as a booth. They they're at PAX, but they're not that PAX as a booth. They're not at some of the, the only booth I've seen was Gary con where they had a table set up once. And that was the only time I had even seen wizards of the coast table set up. Um and they had all the But the are you forgetting about
0: there. all the live games, the acquisitions? No, no, those are all, games that's, like that.
1: But that's not the same as that's attending a, a con. That's not being a vendor at the con with a big booth where you're selling all your merchandise like Why be a vendor? I guess
0: I don't understand the appeal not? of that. That doesn't Well why does everybody else do it if there's no
1: appeal to it?
0: Because they're selling things, but Wizards doesn't have, they have 90% of the market. They don't have to have a booth to sell you things. Like they're going to have a giant main stage show at a beautiful theater in Seattle. And then you're going to go home and buy D&D stuff.
1: But if you said that, then Paizo wouldn't spend the money they did for the gigantic, enormous booth they
0: buy. Paizo is 10% of the market, if or not. Or
1: the biggest board game that's out there that's not a, a tabletop RPG. Why are we arguing about things? this? It I don't, don't know. It makes no sense I, to I me. I it seems <laughs> like, weird that you don't I don't, I don't think having a
0: booth means that you've made it in the industry, and you kind of think that it does. Like You're surprised no. that this company that's made it in the industry, why don't you have a booth? And I'm like, they've transcended booth. They don't need it paizo needs that they need to go to gen con i think you're wrong i think they sell quite a bit without having to do
1: that and i think the i think that's i think you're wrong okay (laughs) i i agree to disagree sir (laughs) uh they don't need to go i will agree with that what you're saying there they don't have to go but it surprises me they don't want to or be a part of the community in that way
0: i well i think they're I think hubris is keeping them from wanting to do that. I think they want people to think they are the community and that's, that's another argument or that's another conversation. That's like putting a whole thing Um, on them that I think is not right either. Well, I think that's another conversation is just like (laughs) D &D, and D wizards wants you to say, uh, Hey, I made this thing for the world's greatest role-playing game. Paizo specifically will only call it the world's oldest role-playing game even though Wizards has asked all of these third-party people that you have to call it world's best role-playing game. I've never and, heard that. Yeah. And so if you look at yeah. a lot of these third-party supplements that use the SRD, they say like, hey, this is made for the world's greatest role-playing game. Wow, I never heard And that. Paizo's like, I don't want to say that because I don't think you are the greatest. Yeah. I think you're just <laughs> the most well-known. <laughs> and so uh, for them to... I think, I think there's a lot of hubris at... Uh, Wizards of the Coast. And I think they know that they're the biggest guy in town. And they're gonna hold that as long as they can through whatever means they can. Um, and not going to Gen Con, having a booth at Gen Con, like not having that, is like saying, We're we don't have to, in a way. Like like, I don't know, like Paizo has to show up and has to have a presence at Gen Con for them to be like, well, I don't need to, like, I don't know. Now to have wizards say, we're going to create our own convention. That is something that I think I could see them doing in the future where they're like, we're going to transcend Gen Con and have our own convention and only invite publishers that are willing to do content for D and D. That seems like a more, that's how we started the conversation. That's exactly what I said. I know, but then and you I were thought saying... we'd get
1: an announcement for
0: it. Yeah, but that you that were going, going on and on about, July. about booths, <laughs> and I don't understand why booths were so important to you. <laughs> I was only because you said,
1: why would they do a convention? And I would say because they don't go to these other places anymore. They would have their own. Okay. And everybody would come to them. It's all come full circle. Yeah. There that's you go. Perfect. We just agreed. All right. <laughs> He's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> I love it. What's Ugh. chat say? Are they fighting or are they all on your side?
0: Uh I don't know. It's uh yes. Saturday morning DD show fight club is what I hear. So way in chat. Yeah. Um <laughs> I bought tickets to Gen Con. I'm going. You I got did, my plane You know what ticket. I was
1: doing yesterday, just another little off topic. I'm trying to get us a closer hotel. So Ooh. here's the thing. Maybe somebody in chat knows this and I don't know the secret. Did you ever figure out the secret how these people year after year get close rooms whereas people like you and me have never been able to get a, a room close even though i'm there day
0: one i'm at the lottery they can't be winning the lottery every year right uh no i don't know i know there's some
1: trick this right? year there's, some... there's got
0: to be a trick but this year specifically uh i went to go get my hotel and they were like well everything's sold out and it was like what and they said yeah, yeah we messed up and i was like what and so I don't know like prices are crazy this year but uh, I've only ever been been the one year other time you know I've gone two years now but yeah over
1: the last couple of days I've been calling hotels all over Indianapolis asking trying to find somebody who would tell me the secret and I've been asking all these different hotel clerks and people I'm like so do you sell all your rooms or do you only sell a block and some of the hotels do just a block but they have other rooms they don't allow in the lottery to grab But some hotels do every single room as a block for Gen Con. So there's different ones. You never quite, there's no rhyme or reason to who or what. Um, You cannot reserve a room more than a year in advance. So like I can't say, hey, I want a room for next year's Gen Con dates and try to do it now. Most of the hotels will say you have to wait till the one year mark. And on the day of the one year where you want to go out, that's
0: when you can make a And that's a, gotta a be reservation it, I, with them. I know that's what Ted did. Like and maybe that's what they're he doing. He was so at I'm like, Gen is Con? that the secret? <laughs> yeah. He was at Gen Con and then the yeah. day he was leaving, he's like, I would like Made to reserve this room <sighs> for the next year. And they were like, Okay. And they did it. Maybe that's the trick. Because I thought Gen Con so some of them were telling
1: me Gen Con sends their next block in that day one year in advance and some people were thinking too some hotels will allow them to
0: have blocks multiple years that's also a possibility i also know that uh they reserve a lot of those rooms for Mm -hmm. um the companies who come in and buy the vendor ones yeah Yeah. so that's another thing is i I look at a lot of that and i'm like how many are you like you're either working the con or you're friends of somebody who works the con and that's how you were able Mm -hmm. to get those rooms so yeah and it's not clear there. So
1: my next question was, how do I get somebody who cancels a room? So I'm asking all these mm. the hotels. I'm like, is there a waiting list? Is there a way to know a room's going to come open when somebody says, you know what, I guess I'm not going, and they cancel their thing? And none of them had any answer for. No, you just have to check back every day, and if there's an opening, there's an opening. So I did not find the secret is where this whole story was going to, but I am going to continue every day or every other day to see if I can get our hotel room much closer <laughs> that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, we might we might be in the Marriott the, all the way up at the top because they do have a room at the top of that big hotel ooh but it's super expensive.
0: I, I'm already buying an expensive plane ticket. I know. So that's why I'm not
1: just immediately jumping on anything.
0: And the one we have
1: now, I, I didn't, I didn't, you don't have to pay for that at all. Tax write off. Woo. But if we move into one that, that goes up a bump, I'll, I'll let you know for sure before we'll make a decision. Cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. Cause I'd love to be right there. I'm trying to get us in the train room. I, I want, I know to you keep talking about that. In train the room. Union station train room. <laughs> Forever at the Crown Crown something. Crown Plaza, I think is the name of it. So we'll bring you an update if we're ever there. But we are going to be there. A bunch of people are um, going that I've heard of. Oh, we might have a plan. Don't tell anybody. We we're going to be trying fest. to bring Danimal from Australia over. Oh. That could be cool. Danimal, I
0: don't know if it'll uh, AJ, you guys need to take yeah, um, AJ, your New Zealand-Australia Zealand flight and come over to America for Gen Con. Although yeah. I think AJ, he tried to come up for 2020 uh, and, and got quarantined. And that was something. like, hey, oh, you're no. not, you're not. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I I mean, I think when Jengon got canceled, it was just like, oh, crap. So, poor guy. Poor AJ. AJ, I will pick you up from the airport if you ever do get
1: to go. And you definitely could stay at a hotel. Oh, he says he'll be there. All right. Oh, well, cool. we got to cool. meet we'll up, AJ. AJ.
0: Now we got to all meet up. Ooh, we'll sure. take you to dinner. That'll be fun. Um. Yeah, AJ, we got to get a, a lore picture together. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, Boy, I played games for the first time in a long time. And you played games, but it's also 11. Here we are at the end, right? Here we are at the end. So we'll have to talk about that next time. But uh, yeah, speaking of, you, you were talking about how Colville had that whole, uh, his game where he killed a whole bunch of people with demons in a village and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan kind of, restaged that with our characters for our new black company campaign. And we are now on a boat sailing away from the destruction of demon city, trying to understand what happened. Have you
1: read the story of black company? I have not. Has any of the players read the story of black company? I doubt it.
0: Maybe one. So it's
1: perfect because what it sounds like Nathan has just done is the starting chapter of the black company, which if it's true, I commend you DM Nathan. (laughs) He's Astic a big fan starter. of the book. That's all I know. That's what and it's called. And just the run him through game. the first yeah. part of that. Oh my God. That's so good.
0: Um, I'm really excited. I'm playing an artificer named Styx. And I have yeah. two uh, wands that act like, uh, like I'm a spell slinger. And so I'm just like pew, pew, yeah. pew. And it's, it was better. How do you have time. the boat?
1: Do you Who? guys just happen to have a boat in town? Do you steal Oh one? no, Did we ran and
0: we got on a boat of everyone evacuating. Oh, the city. of other people evacuating. So we're on a boat with like a bunch of other people. Um, got it. And, and some of them, we were told company? some of them are kind of shady. <laughs> so are you Black Company people or yes. he's just
1: in the world of Black
0: Company? No. Oh, no, you are part we, of the we we part company. of it. I'm the quartermaster. We've got a nice. captain and a lieutenant and stuff. It's fun. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. yeah. So, so we have good. jobs aside from our class. Yeah. Black and those jobs are from uh strongholds and followers. So. Mm-hmm. And we have retainers. I've got uh my brother um is uh, my retainer, and he's like a, a thief. But he he's we're using again Colville's rules. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I should do I like, like the- an actual book or an actual video on this because it's it's <laughs> going to be a really good campaign. I'm very excited for it. So yeah, it sounds super fun.
1: That's a great world to do a, uh, a campaign in too. It's one of my favorite and one of my go tos for mm-hmm. getting ideas and inspirations and want to run in people through Black Company. So good. Yeah, so AJ good.
0: says we can rent a car and sleep in it. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Although uh, I've had heard people sleeping in their car at Gen Con and uh, the security guards sometimes Find like, them. tap tap, yeah. and they're just like, you can't, what are you doing? And so, yeah. oh, but.
1: Well, AJ, what, where you might be able to get away with it is in the Lucas. Lucas Oil? Stadium. Oh, yeah, there's some places back there where they probably wouldn't even see. And somebody parks a bus back there and yeah. stays on the bus for a whole Gen Con. So that could be a cool idea. I've thought about that too, doing like an RV, like a rented RV for that week. And then you just stay in that. Ooh. It's got AC and it's got internet and everything else. You just got to find a place to park at that point. That's cool.
0: Hey, everybody, that's our show. Uh, <laughs> sorry that your uh, you know TV parents fought for an hour and a half over. <laughs> Argument. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, there you go. Uh, we will be back next week, maybe. I think I'll be here at least. You'll be here. I don't know i think so okay cool i thought something was happening um that was going to be this week but it it didn't so worked out i'm here you're going to be here um gen con rv troop uh nice. we have i mean i don't even know but we'll probably if anything we'll have games to talk about next week and it'll be really exciting um yeah. and i think that's it i'm i'm stoked for Spelljammer. i'm so excited
1: I am too. I can't wait. To, I know the we'll play a campaign. The art just looks amazing. Like, I'm just We've so already excited. had one person say he's going to run a campaign. So there will be
0: oh okay campaigns ran, and we your, will be able to talk your, about uh, it on this show. <laughs> um, Your group that's currently going through Dungeon yeah. of the Mad Mage, they want to... Okay, that's cool. Transition yep. to Spell yep. There's a That'll group of some. Well, I don't know if that group specifically, but the people that are a part of that group are
1: also going to be a part of a... Spelljammer. okay yeah that's what i mean so you're not, not like joining time, a different yeah, yeah. different uh, yeah. every now and then we do that though like we'll jump from one campaign to there that's, that's cool all right well anything else before we take off sir god no i'm i'm hungry i'm gonna go eat lunch it's 80 degrees out today it's supposed to be nice and sunny i hope wherever you live it's nice and sunny and welcome to spring go enjoy the day go take your kid to the
0: park play some D. all right D&D. bye everybody thank you